Welcome to Accelerating Your Dental Practice, a podcast with free expert advice to accelerate your practice's efficiency, growth, and profit. Here's your hosts, dental management consultants and friends, Malika and Michelle. Welcome back to our latest episode of Accelerate Your Dental Practice with Malika and Michelle. Good morning, Malika. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm all excited. It's like football season. Football season gets me very, yeah. very high. I love fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today, like, I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into it because we are so excited about today's guest. Joining us from Crimson Media is Shane Simmons. And Shane and I have been working together creating success stories with clients for a couple of years now. And we're super excited to have him on here to share some of those tips with all of you so you can accelerate your practice. So Shane, welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's like, um, it's been a reality coming to life, right? Like over the last few years when we first met each other, now we're on a podcast together. We've done our podcast that I run together. This is really cool. Yes. Thank you so much for for being with us. And I know I usually do most of the talking, but we're going to switch things up a little bit and Malika is going to take it away. Yes, Shane, we're excited to have you. And, you know, one of the big key components that, you know, as as I joke, there's a checklist that everybody works on when, you know, they want to take their practice to the next level. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the perfect team, you know, the technology, you know, location and all that great stuff that comes with it. But marketing is a key component. And one that I joke to say that I don't know much about that I've learned from, you know, people like you that are amazing at this. And, but I do ask them, like, what is your vision? You know, as much as you put that business plan in place and you open that practice and, you know, you see it grow, you also have to have a story that comes with it. And that story is really important. And it's amazing to have people like you that can put that story into reality and I would love for you to kind of share that with, with everybody and how that happens and how important that is for, for dental practices. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the thing is, is that's where, you know, when, when I was, you know, my background was in marketing and everybody always asks like, how do you, how do you end up in, in dentistry? Right. And honestly, it came down to seeing that there was a lack or a disconnect between what the industry, you know, truly was doing, changing people's lives, you know, building relationships and seeing families for generations in the office versus the marketing that was being done, which was very blah, right? Like crazy, just like discount specials, kind of race to the bottom type thing. And it was also a situation where it wasn't properly showing what dentistry, you know, can be is. And it, I think hurt the reputation of, you know, people going to the dentist, like, Oh, I got to go to the dentist. Like, I don't think marketing overall fed in well to that vision that people had. So that's where, you know, our kind of background in is Crimson Media with that storytelling marketing that you mentioned, Malika, that's where we kind of saw the opportunity in dentistry. And so what I tell a practice, whether you're a startup or whether, you know, you've been in, in business for 20 years is, you have to figure out what kind of office that you want to be. Like you have to get clarity first and foremost. Do you want to be a, you know, high volume office that sees, you know, a lot of patients has multiple associates or do you want to have more of that like small town feel, right? Where you see 
maybe you know 30 patients a month or 20 patients a month but it's a it's a little bit slower pace and that's the first thing that you have to ch- do when you're figuring out what your what your story is going to be from there what i tell people is it's all about like authenticity the best marketing doesn't feel like an ad and and that's something that i want people to really take away because when somebody comes to your website or if they see your ad online you don't want it to look and feel like you know, one of those commercials that you see on like the local you know news channels or like the used car dealerships or whatever. It's like, you want it to be like, this is the experience when you come into our practice. Like, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to feel. Like you want to be able to touch on those senses for the, the patients, because at the end of the day, you know, as you all know, dentistry, like somebody going to the dentist hasn't necessarily been their favorite thing to do because there's been anxieties or whatever the case is. So we have to be able to show and, and, and give that experience before the patient even walks through the door. And how you do that is getting clear on the experience you want to provide to the patients and then executing on that by getting custom videos, getting custom photography. So when someone comes to your, your website or your social media channels, it doesn't feel like a traditional dental site or sterile environment. It needs to feel welcoming. And that's where one of the things we're going to talk about today is you know, omnipresence marketing feeds into that because you have to share your story, but you first you have to get clarity on the type of practice that you're wanting to, to build. Yeah, and it's, I think you pen, you know pointed out some great things. Like a lot of times, what I notice is like they they're really focused on finding a sample ad and seeing if they can replicate something similar to it. But I think it's really important to be able to have your own unique style and story. If it's you know like I have a client that does a lot of missions, and to be able to bring that into the story, I think it's great because there's there's a connection there with those you know families or patients that come in. That, that feel that, and also their your team feeds off of that energy as well. I think that's what it, that makes a huge, huge difference in the vibe you bring into the practice from the minute the patient walks. And I love that. Yeah, and it's also going to be like the type of patient that you bring in because we've seen this, you know, time and time again, where if you are trying, because first reaction when you see the office down the street doing, you know, some sort of, you know, crazy discount or whatever, and you see patients, you know, the patient flow coming into that office, you're thinking, oh my gosh, they must just be crushing it. And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, maybe we should be doing the same thing, but you're going to attract a different type of patient that way. The the patients that, you know, find the Groupon offers and do, you know, like the crazy, you know, one-time cleaning exam, x-rays, all of those things, typically, maybe some of those will stay long-term, but typically they're looking for a deal and you're going to see a high churn rate in the office with your patient base. Whereas the storytelling marketing, it's something that it does take a longer time to develop that because it's almost like dating, like you're showing different pieces of content to your community. And over time, you're basically just warming them up for when it comes time for them to you know make an appointment, you're going to be the first one that they think of. So it's a little bit of a longer term strategy. But from what we've seen, typically it's providing the type of patient that most practices want to build their office on, which is the patient that's going to come there for years, bring their family, refer their friends, refer their uh, you know people in their network. And that's that what that storytelling based marketing really, you know, brings is, is that type of patient for, for the office. And that's not saying that, you know, you should never do some sort of, 
you know, new patient, you know, deal for fee for service, you know, offices or fee for service paying patients, you know, maybe you do a free, you know, take home whitening after the exam cleaning and x-ray, but that's something where it's not like giving the farm away, you know, necessarily on that first appointment. So I want people to, you know, not take that away necessarily and think, oh, I shouldn't do any new patient specials ever. But just being really strategic about what those are and then how you're presenting that. Are you presenting that, you know, free whitening for new patients with a random picture of a, you know, family that you got off like adobestock.com and, you know, it looks like, you know, every corporate ad out there, or is it something where it's like you and your team, you know, together in the office holding up, you know, the, the whitening kit, or, you know, maybe it's you with your arm around a patient, you know, smiling and everybody, you know, looks happy. Like what is the, the way that the ad is positioned? So that's, you know, an important key to that too. And I think that's something that I want to make sure that, you know, people understand is it's all in the way that you present it. And, and that's really interesting because I have so many doctors that are excited and want to do that, but they don't want their picture taken or the team doesn't want their picture taken. And, and so they do, they throw up those stock photos and then they end up looking just like everybody else. So I always tell everybody, just a little offside, like when you're interviewing people, let them know, like, we want you to be part of the team. We want the community, the patients, everybody to know who you are. So we're going to want you to be in pictures. We're going to want you to be involved in videos and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, where we find the most success in practices is with what we call this like omnipresent strategy. And that's being everywhere that your potential new patients are, you know, online, whether they're Facebook, on Instagram, that Google, you know, checking Google reviews, like you have to have a presence on all of those platforms. You can't just go all in on only Google and not, you know, on the social media channels because every consumer acts in a different way and how they research the practice. And when they're doing that research, they need to be able to see the team. They need to be able to see the doctor and see some of the patients in there. Otherwise, what makes you different from at 99% of the offices out there? there? There's really no difference. So when you go to, you know, think about this from a, a local business standpoint, let's say if you're you know, going to be choosing a you know, pediatrician, you know, for your child, for example, and you're scrolling through your Facebook or Instagram, and you're continuously seeing these fun videos where you're seeing the pediatrician with, you know, some of the children and, you know, that obviously you get media disclosure forms and everything uh, before you advertise those things, but, um, you, you know, they're, they're hanging out with the children then in the office and having toys and all of these things while they're doing like the checkup and they're talking about what that first patient experience is going to be like. Is that going to resonate with you more as a parent versus the random, you know, picture of the doctor with the stethoscope and, you know, the blank hallway behind them and it says, you know, accepting new patients at our pediatric office. Like those are the type of things that you have to think about from your patient's point of view is if I were the patient in this situation, what would you know, my reaction be to these different types of pieces of content. And we see it time and time again, where, you know, we've been doing, there's a a pediatric office that we work with on the East coast and she does great job with her advertising. Her face is always out there. Her video, she's got video content and these cute little kid patient testimonials and, you know, parents come to them and they say, Hey, do you accept, you know, are you in network with our insurance? And they're not in network with all like the PPO plans. And they'll be like, uh, no, you know, we're not, but you know, we still file it, you know, do the traditional, you know, talk that you do if you're not in network. 
And they'll be like, well, that's fine. We still want to come to your office because we see, you know, how much fun it looks like for the kids and how the patients react. And we want to make sure our children come here, even if it means spending a little extra out of pocket. And those are the patients that you want where it's, you know, if it, just because you're not in network with their insurance, they still want to be a part of that. Think about that and think about the messaging that got the patient to that point versus if you didn't have that storytelling type presence out there. They would find out, oh, you're not a network. Okay, well, we're going to look around. Like, so that's the differentiator. Love that. That's great. I have actually, I, I hear this a lot. I'm, I ask this question, like, what is your story? You know, when I work with them, and a lot of times I get the response that I don't really have a story. What should I, you know, what should my story be? Do you have any tips on that in the sense of clients that are having that challenge of trying to figure out what is that that they want to, you know, showcase to their to their patients? Yeah, great question. So this is a a fun kind of like exercise that you can do, but I always recommend, you know, the doctor or the owner of the practice to just sit down by themselves, not any outside influence, and just think about for a second. And there's a book uh, called, you know, Why by Simon Sinek. It's a really great book. But if you write down just why and put some bullet points under that, why did you choose to be, you know, become a a dentist, for example, like, why did you choose that career? Think about that. And then from there, why did you open your own practice? You know, why were you not just uh, maybe an associate somewhere or you work at a corporate office or whatever the case is? Like, why did you become a dentist? And why did you start your own practice? And if you start to really peel back the layers and think about that, you'll find your story within those questions. It's it's really simple and people overcomplicate it. And that's just the, the the challenge of trying to figure out, you know, they think their story needs to be this grand elaborate thing, but maybe their story was literally just one time they saw you know, a patient come in and saw that they weren't able to spend the time with that patient, you know, at their associateship or their corporate job because they had a quota to meet, right? And they had to see so many patients per day. And they were like, this is not right. Like I, you know, I need to be able to spend more time, really learn what this patient's you know, goals are, concerns are. And that could have been your story of why you started your own practice. It could be something that small in every practice we've ever worked with. We've asked those questions and you find out fairly soon what that was. They may not know that was what their why was or what their story was, but as you start to ask them these questions, they, they all have an experience that leads them to that. So that would be my advice to you. Write down a piece of paper, why, put some bullet points under that. Think of your past experiences and your story is you know hidden within one of those questions. And I think that's, that's really great. important because I actually did an exercise with an office a week or so ago, somebody that's approaching <clears throat> their one-year anniversary. And we went back because now the team has grown, <laughs> right? more team members than they had on, on day one. And they're getting patients asking like, why aren't you in network with my insurance? Or why aren't you doing this? And we, we actually sat down and looked back at the why and like said, is this, is this still what you want? Is this why you're doing this? And they were very adamant saying like, you know what? I don't need a million dollars. I don't need to be, you know, killing myself working six or seven days a week. My why is, is to see patients and treat them the way they should be treated and and for the dentist like not kill themselves in the in the process so yeah. defining it but then revisiting it to make sure that you're living it every day is really important 
Absolutely. And your goals change, you know, goals change and things change as your life changes. And I mean, I'm, I'm the first to admit that, like, you know, I, I, we had our first child in February and I thought I had this grand scheme for the, you know, the company and, and what I wanted. And then as we had that and my operations manager happened to have a child two months after we did, and we were like, where, you know, things changed a little bit, like we want to pivot some things and be more, you know, lifestyle based for our own team. Right. And, and so there are things that like every year, 12 months, if you have an annual, you know, meeting with your team, revisiting those, you know, what those goals are, 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 are key because again, these all seem like things that are just like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Right. It doesn't seem like important to the day-to-day production in the office, but it absolutely is because if you are, you're just, you know, head, head down working constantly and you're not revisiting, you know, what your actual goals are, what your values are, if you're living those, you're going to find yourself in a practice that you hate eventually. Like that's just the reality of it. No matter if you're a dentist or a business owner, you have to revisit where you're at, where you're wanting to go, because we've all gotten sucked into the day-to-day busy life. And then before you know it, it's like, wow, this is not what I intended. You know, I'm working, like you said, six days a week. I you know, have no family life or whatever the case is. And typically, you know, if you're not happy, that's going to reflect on your team. And the second point of this that I want to make sure that I hit on as well is that, you know, when you define what these values are, it makes hiring quality talent easier as well because you'll know who aligns with that who doesn't align and 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 really you know resonates with some of that messaging so it all goes into everything from you know how you're going to live your life and the practice that you're going to build and yes we're still talking about marketing because this all plays a role in your marketing because your team is marketing for the office, right? Like the way that they interact with the patients, that's marketing. So this all just feeds in together and excluding any sort of ads or things that you're running outside of the office. I think what's interesting that you shared is that it really affects the quality of the staff. I I really, really, because I'm big on that, the office culture. I get this all the time from the staff when I onboard and do a kickoff with an office. I do a questionnaire with them. And one of the questions that, that I ask is this, what, uh, and they'll say, is, I don't know what my boss wants. I don't know what direction he or she wants to go. We don't know if we're doing things the right way. We don't know what his vision is. So I think this is as much as we think it's not marketing, it truly has a lot to do with marketing. And I think when you figure out why and you have that story, you pull your team into that and they're able to help you and guide you to take your practice and accelerate your practice to that next level because they're on that same, I say the same ship with you, the same boat with you to help you grow and also work efficiently and work smart and not, you know, that burnout comes from, you know, not knowing what you want and pulling things from all different kinds of directions. I love that. That was, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've given kind of that, 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 baseline of why you you need to find out what your story is, what your values are at the practice. I mean, doing that's going to put you, you know, ahead of most practices in your community, honestly, because most of them aren't doing this, or if they are, they're not really, you know, what I say, shouting it from the rooftops of what their values are. But once you've developed that, then there are essentially, you know, three steps to amplifying that message. So we find our message and then we amplify the message. And the, where we have found, you know, 
from a digital and, and kind of like the marketing side of like amplifying your story and getting it out there. So patients who haven't heard of you learn about you and start to kind of get into that, uh, you know, cycle of learning about your practice. First off is, you know, social media is absolutely, you know, a key to any dental practice and making sure that you are, you know, getting eyeballs on, on the office. And so they can learn about you. And that isn't just, you know, posting to your Facebook or Instagram page, you know, one or two times a week. Like, yes, that's important because when somebody does learn about you, they're going to check Google reviews. They're going to check Instagram. Like you don't think they will, but especially like if you're looking at your millennial patients who, by the way, most offices are trying to build that base now because those millennials are in their mid thirties at this point, and they're going to start, you know, they have the kids, the families, and they're going to start having more disposable income. You have to be able to know how they're looking for a a medical practice or a dental practice. So having a presence online in, in Facebook and Instagram, but running ads on Facebook and Instagram is a requirement for every single office that we work with because it has become pay to play in that world. It's like, if you have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, that's great, but only people that follow you are going to see that content. So in order to get new faces into the practice, you need to have you know videos and photos running constantly 24 seven as ads on these platforms. And you can take as little as $300 a month and reach 10 to 12,000 people every single month in your community. And the cool thing about that is if you have, let's say, a video that's talking about, you know, who we are, why we do what we do, and, you know, why we would love for you to be a patient at our practice. Let's say it's a minute long video. You can actually track, say, we had, you know, a thousand people watch at least 75% of that minute long video or, you know, 45 seconds of that video. So we want those people who have watched at least three quarters of that first video we put out on our Facebook ad, we want them to see our next Facebook ad. We want to retarget them and show them. It's kind of like when you go to Amazon and you look at something and then all of a sudden you start seeing that thing around, you can do that same thing in your practice. So maybe the next video content uh, piece of content you come out with is here's what your first patient appointment looks like when you come to our practice. And you can specifically target those people who already watched one of your previous videos. So think about that. They already kind of know a little bit about you, who you are, some of those values. Now they're seeing, okay, this is what the first appointment looks like. And when people watch that video, they come to your website. And when they come to your website, they start you know, hearing from your patients, seeing you know, different patient experiences. That's why we're big on videos with sites, like having a big video banner right when somebody comes to the site where they can see what it looks like inside the practice before they've even scheduled that appointment. Because what that's going to do is that's going to break down that barrier between kind of like, oh God, the dentist, right? I got to make a new dental appointment and you know the, the patient, because they're going to be like, I kind of already know what to expect a little bit when I come in. Like, this is what it looks like. This is the doctor. Here's some of the team. Like think about psychologically the impact that that has on somebody who when making a new, you know, dental appointment is like, oh, like that's going to have a huge effect on that versus, you know, the random office that they go to again. And we bring up like the stock photography, you know, of the family. So you've lured people in from Facebook for $300 a month to your website. All of a sudden you have 
300, 400 new visitors to your website every single month. And once they've come to your website, you can continuously show them content on Facebook and Instagram so that they're in your bubble at this point. And over time, that's where these relationship building, I said like online dating earlier, you start to build these relationships with patients through this communication that you've put out in these ads. And before you know it, you will start hearing patients calling and be like, you know, I've been seeing you know different posts on Facebook and Instagram, and I finally decided to you know call and schedule our new patient you know appointments for my family. Like we see it all the time. We monitor calls for all of our practices, and we hear that. But again, it takes you know some time to build that trust in the community. But once you've built the trust and you've built that omnipresence, that's when the magic starts happening because that's where referrals start coming through. You start getting more patient testimonials. You start to amplify those messages. So again, it all comes down to defining that message first. Once you defy it, amplify it. And that's just on you know the social media side. That's not even including you know Google yet. So that's great. I love that. And I actually had a client who said to me, like, and, and he's not a fan of doing like videos on Instagram and, and Facebook. But he started doing them and he actually said, you know, Michelle, I've had a couple patients that called and said, like, I've been watching your Instagram and you guys just look like you have so much fun here that I had to come and see if it was really true. We literally, that's, that's hilarious because we literally have, there was three different offices last month that we were talking with one of them. So here where we're, I'm in uh, the Midwest and we have Kroger grocery stores. I don't know if they have those where where y'all are, but um, they were like, I was walking through Kroger the other day and someone stopped me like, Hey, you're that dentist I see on Facebook all the time. Like that's literally like what happens. It's almost like they become like little like local celebrities in the area. But if you think about the power, it's like we've all seen those commercials, like when we were growing up of like the different car dealerships in the area and they're super cheesy commercials and whatnot. But you recognize that name, right? Like here, like in the Indianapolis area, it was like Ray Skillman Chevrolet. It's like, I always remember Ray Skillman Chevrolet just from hearing. But when you go to like buy a new car, you think of, well, we should probably go check them out because, you know, I'm always hearing about them. Same with the dental practices. I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing you can be doing. And the best part about it is nine out of 10 offices around you, I guarantee you aren't doing these things, right? They're, they're sending postcards and mailers. They may be doing some like Google ads and things like that, but this is so like easy to do. It may seem intimidating at first. Like I get it. Like not everybody likes to be in front of the camera. So maybe if you don't start with videos, maybe you just get photos of you and the you know, a patient or whatever the case is, but it is important as the business owner to have your face out there because it makes you so much more personable. And at the end of the day, what do we always say? Like dentists, like, yes, you could be the best clinician in the world, but if people don't feel like they can relate to you and you're, you know, kind of somewhat of a a easy person to talk to, that you know, they're, they're probably going to choose a dentist that's not skilled quite as much, but s- puts themselves out there in you know these different uh, personal situations. So that's where that's really important is just think about that from not just the the clinical side, but how people you know see me as approachable and try to you know make that into your into your ad campaign. Do you feel that you know because I get this question from the you know. I even myself, I have trouble with this, is that the reels and the TikTok videos, do you think those are beneficial versus just regular videos that you do on your phone and you post on social media? Because I get this question all the time. Yeah. So what I tell people is like, those are definitely important. Like I think, you know, offices, 
that have TikTok accounts right now, like they they are you know slightly ahead of the curve. However, we don't see necessarily yet. I'm not saying we won't, but yet where consumers are reacting to like ads on TikTok is the same way that they are on like Facebook and Instagram because. Facebook and Instagram, if you think about it, used to be a place where people would just go and you know chat with their friends and engage. Now it's become almost like a shopping platform, like an e-commerce platform. Think about like the Facebook marketplace, for example, like so many people go on there to shop and find things. And so when you see an ad on Facebook or on Instagram, you're more likely to engage with that versus like on TikTok, it's still more organic. So where that comes into play is still having uh, content that you can use on TikTok so that as you're feeding people to that, you can start to build up you know, that, that following there and people can just, again, see the personality of the office. That's 100% what it is. It's just so people can see that. It's almost like we would say TikTok's kind of like Google reviews at this point. Where people have already heard about you, they've they looked you up a little bit, but now they're just kind of trying to get a vibe of the office. And that's what they do when they check Google reviews. It's kind of the same situation with like TikTok and, and Reels. The good thing about those, like the Reels or TikTok videos, is you can use those on Reels, you can use them on TikTok, and then you can still use them in Facebook as well. So it's okay to repurpose that content because the you know 26-year-old who's on TikTok is going to be different than the 52-year-old who's on Facebook. So you know, not everybody's going to see it if you just post it on on one platform. Thank you. That's very helpful because I get this all the time. And I'm like, I feel like my kids know it better than I do. <laughs> and so I'm always like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I think they're both good. <laughs> And, and one thing, you know, as we're talking about all these these platforms that I just want everybody to to realize is tracking is the most important piece of this because sure there's some things that, you know, you you go by word of mouth of the patient and you maybe can't be attract, um, tracked exactly, but for every office, you know, that we work with, we have call tracking and form tracking in place because you can tell if you have like call tracking on your site, uh, you can tell if somebody came from Facebook and and came to the site that way, or if they came from Google. And so what you want to be doing is, you know, every month you want to be reviewing this certainly, but at the big picture, every quarter you want to be reviewing and finding out, okay, how are patients hearing about us? You know, at six months into this campaign, have we noticed an uptick in patients from Google or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case is. And you do need to be taking like a holistic approach online and, and doing, you know, uh, content for, you know, Google and organic search, because that's where people are actually looking for a dentist near me. And then you need to be tracking and engaging on Facebook and Instagram, because that's more of like pop up, you know, getting people to know about you to feed into, you know, Google searches and whatnot. So they all play a role, but you need to have that tracking in place too. And I think that's where, you know, not, you know, most of the practices we will talk with, like if we say, okay, they say, yeah, we've been running Google ads, you know, we've been spending a thousand dollars a month. And I always ask, okay, and you know, how many you know calls do you get per month from the Google ads? And the answer is always, well, we don't know. It's really hard to track because you can't, you know, tell, we just see, we got this many clicks on it. And that tells me that, you know, the proper tracking isn't set up and in place. And if you don't have the proper tracking, you're, you're going into this blind. You have no idea what's working and, and what's not working because we can't just rely solely on asking the patient because, you know, patient may have Googled you, but they may have saw you on Facebook or, the, you know, who knows what the case was, right? So we need to have that a specific referral source 
from the data given from the tracking devices. So that way we know exactly where patients find you. So then what you can ultimately get to when you're doing any paid advertising is finding out what is our cost per new patient in the office. Like if we spend a hundred dollars do we know that's going to give us a new patient, right? And if we need to see 20 more new patients in our practice, then we know, okay, if we spend $2,000 in ads, we're going to get 20 new patients, you know, give or take out of that. And so that's really where, as we're talking about all of this, don't forget the tracking piece, because if you're not tracking, you know, what you're doing, it's going to be really hard to, to grow and scale that. And I would love to add to that chain is, most phones allow you to record incoming and outgoing calls. Listen to the calls, <laughs> listen to them, whether your marketing agency tracks them for you or not. Like, you know, if Crimson is tracking something for you, they're only tracking what came in through what you guys are doing. But if you did an event or somebody drove by, like still listen to those phone calls, because I've heard lots of doctors saying like, my marketing's not working. We're not getting patients. And when we listen to the phone calls, we find out like the marketing is working. It is driving patients to call. However, what is happening during that phone call is what is making those patients not schedule. We just had a coaching moment a couple of weeks ago where we were listening into some calls for, you know, startup office and somebody called and asked if they were a network with, it was a certain PPO plan. And the, the front desk person said, no, unfortunately we're not. And that was it. And then the patient said, okay, well, well, thank you. And then, you know, hung up, there was no, well, we can file it, you know, cause there is a protocol that the doctor, you know, wanted people to follow in that, in that case, if they were on a network with a particular plan. And so these are opportunities too, where you have to think like specifically patients that are coming from Google, many of these patients may be fee for service patients, or they may be, you know, some sort of PPO patient where they didn't come from an insurance portal. So you have to have a way of, of handling those. And Michelle hit it right on the head. It's like, you have to evaluate all sides of this. And that's why, you know, call tracking is absolutely critical and call recording and using that as training opportunities. Anytime you call a number, you always hear this call will be recorded for quality assurance. There's a reason people, you know, these multi-million dollar businesses do that. Um, is because they want to make sure that calls are being handled properly and dental office is no different. Yeah. And I think also at the same time, it's important that, you know, the staff is being trained properly of what to say. Because again, that comes with your whole vision and understanding, especially as you said in startups, a lot of times the staff are not aware what insurances you're in network with and not, can I file out a network? What can I do to connect all those dots to make sure that that patient is on the phone feels welcome to come into your, to your office? I say it a lot of times, I'm like, it's like your home. So you want to make sure that that patient feels welcome for the first phone call. And I've had scenarios where I'll be in an office coaching, and I love to hear that the patient will check in and say, I'm a new patient. And for example, where's Ashley? She was wonderful with me on the phone. So that makes a huge difference because that's the whole funnel process of onboarding a new patient and making them feel welcome and also making sure that the back door is not open and they're not going to leave after that next appointment and not come back again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that. Feeling. External marketing, internal marketing, everything's marketing at the end of the day, how your team handles the phone calls, the ads that they see, the reviews that are left, you know, the, how the, the doctor uh, greets the patient, you know, when they come in to check on them, like 
that's all marketing at the end of the day. And every business has to have an effective marketing plan internally and externally, because at the end of the day, that's, that's going to grow referrals. That's going to grow the practice. And, you know, it's, it's a business, you know, at the end of the day. Well, this was great. And as we're getting ready to wrap up here, I think there were some really great takeaways here. I was I was taking notes like I always do. I, we do these podcasts and Malika and I always say like we learn a lot from each other during, during the podcast. So I hope yeah. that our audience is, is taking away as much as we do from this. But if you were to say, Shane, to, to the audience, like after you listen to this podcast, there's one thing that you should go ahead and make sure you implement right away in your practice. What would that be? Yep. It's it's learning what your story is, you know, why you do what you do, figuring that out and just start creating content around it. Even if it's not professional, you know, videos and, and photos quite yet, but it's just things that you're doing off of your iPhone, you know, sharing that vision, sharing that story. You will be amazed if you start creating those those pieces of content and and putting some advertising spend behind it, even if it's just on social media, how people will start to resonate with that. So don't put that off any longer. Start creating that. Start creating a name in the community, you know, based off of that you know different approach that you're taking from every other office out there. And if you start doing that and consistently do it you are going to reap the rewards from it. I promise I've seen it happen too many times. So start you know, telling that story, be proud of it, share it, and patients will resonate with it. Perfect. And with that, we're going to wrap up for today. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Malika. We'll see everybody Thank you. next Thank you, time. Thanks for joining us on Accelerating Your Dental Practice. To connect with Malika and Michelle, visit zardentalconsulting.com and affinitymanagement.co and learn how they can help you accelerate your practice even further.